Grace to you and peace from God our Heavenly Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The text for this morning's message comes from the first chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. Now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit. And he cried out saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth, that you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Thus far the text. As I said in the opening comments, um, it's always been a puzzling question. Let me explain a little bit about why the puzzle is there. We see this expression several times in the Gospels. One of those times, Jesus uses the expression, what do, what do I have to do with you? Can anybody tell me the time that he uses that expression? This is Trivia 101. It's at the wedding of Cana. Mary comes to him and says, son, they're out of wine. And Jesus says, what does that have what between you and me, literally? You know, in other words, what business of the, is that of mine and yours? Just stay out of it. It's nothing between us. What between us? I want you to remember that. What does that have to do with us, or what do you have to do with us? Is what is there between us, okay? Jesus uses it to his mother. Now, he doesn't mean offense, but he's simply stating the fact. That business is business, and he has business to do. God says to Moses, I will raise up a prophet for the people like you from among them, and he will speak my words. That's Jesus' task. He's the prophet that God raises up, the God-man, to bring God's word to his people so they might truly know the love of God and may know that that love never ends. That's what Jesus has to do with the world. That is the relationship. That is what is between Jesus and the world is bringing God's word and bringing the world back to God. And the demons recognize that. And the demons recognize that in order for Jesus to bring the world back to God, something has to end. And they put the question quite plainly, have you come to destroy us? And the answer is yes. The demons are those angels that fell when, when, when Satan fell. They are the servants of Satan. And Jesus' whole task is to destroy that reign that Satan has over God's people. To take away the power that those demons have to frighten God's people. So the answer would be yes. So why doesn't Jesus, when he approaches a man with a demon, say, you're dead, go away? 
miracles. That's not his task. His task, first and foremost, is to be with each and every one of God's children, from the littlest little one to the oldest oldster, to be with them and ensure them, assure them of God's love. Lift them up whenever they need lifting up. Dry them off when they've fallen in the puddle yet again. Wipe the tears from their eyes so they might look with bright eyes and cheerful smile to their Heavenly Father. What does Jesus have between him and us? There was a a story on Facebook, and I had read it a long time ago, but I was reminded. It's amazing how things pop up on your Facebook feed, and you go, do you use social media? Anyway, this girl gets her driver's license, and her dad takes her out to the garage, and he lifts up the door. This door hasn't been lifted up in a long time. She's never seen what's inside this garage. He lifts up the door, and he hands her a key. Inside that garage is a dusty, dirty, old car. He says, it works. I had it serviced. It's yours. But before you can take possession of it, I want you to do one thing. I want you to take it to the local car dealer and see what he will give you for it. She hops in, turns the key, and fires right up, and off she blazes. She goes to the car dealer, and then she comes back to her father, and her father says, well, what did he say? Well, he told me it was old and dirty, and he could only give me about $1,000 for it. And the father said, did you take it? He said, no. He said, I, I want you to take it to a pawn shop and see what they will give you. So, hop in, turns the key, and off she blazes. Goes to the pawn shop. Pawn shop makes his offer. She comes back to her dad, and her dad says, what did he offer? He says, he only offered $100. He said it was a piece of junk. And he said, now, I want you to take it the car rally this weekend. She said, should I clean it up first? He said, no. I want you to drive it to the car rally and park it in the parking lot. And I want you to stand by that car as people walk past. So she did. She came home, all smiles, and the father said, and what did you find out? He said, I was standing by the car, and a man walked up and said, I will give you $100,000 for that car. And she said, and I questioned him as to why, and he said, it is a very rare Nissan. There weren't very many of them produced, and they are very hard to find. Will you take my offer? And she said, I said to him, I have to consult with my father first. Her father said to her, this is the lesson I wanted you to learn. Who you associate with brings value to your life. 
to the car dealer, that car was only valued at $1,000. To the pawnbroker, even less. But to one who understood what it was, it was truly valuable. And it's the same with the people you associate with your, within your life. They put a value on you. And I have to tell you that God puts a value on you. And you know what the mark of that value is? Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. That's what God has between you and him. The death of his own son that you might live. He paid the price, high though it was, and unworthy though we were. When we look at Jesus and at times feel unworthy of his love, we at times are afraid to come here before the altar because of what God might say. We're associating with the wrong people. We're allowing the demons of this world to get into our heart and our mind and to wear down our soul. God's word says it all for us. For God so loved not just the world, but each and every one of us, that he gave his only begotten son. You see, that's God's mark on us. That's God's wish for us. And if, by chance, when you appear before Jesus in heaven, he were to say to you, what do you have to do with me? What's your answer? I'll give you a hint. It's one word. And it ought to be for all of our life, every day of our life, every minute of every day. Everything. We should not walk apart from him. We should not spend our time alone and in the dark but dwell in the light of God's love, the richness of his indwelling with us. That throughout our days, Jesus might have everything to do with us, and we might have everything to do with him. That we might daily see the value that he places on us, so that we might show others the value that he places on them. That they too might know that there is a God who loved them so much that he gave his only begotten son just for them. The demons heard the voice of the creator and they responded. We hear the voice of our Creator, and we respond. We listen to the words of Jesus, and we turn our eyes to heaven and celebrate that life that he has with us. May that truly be our walk each and every day. May we never doubt his love. 
May we never devalue ourselves below what value he has placed upon us. May we never put his words far from us. In that same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now may the peace that passes all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And to life everlasting. Amen.